coming to mind. Something that you came to know either about your life, something that's happening in your life, in your family, something's happening in the neighborhood, at work, with a friend you know, something that's happening somewhere in the world, where a genuine feeling of concern came up within you. So go back to that event, feel that genuine sense of concern. Connected with that concern. There is an openness, a search for a means to address it in a real way. Looking for a real remedy. A sense of not wanting to have to go back to it over and over again. You want to deal with it and deal with it in a final way. Let that attitude be alive and vivid within you. And quickly connect that attitude with what you're doing now. And see how what you are doing now is an actual a realistic way of addressing your concern, a means of finding that resolution, that final resolution. And feel it almost as if that resolution-seeking aspect resolution-seeking part of you is in the center of your being and summoning all the parts of your being to pay attention, to hear you, to participate in your search. that concern while you take stock of your immediate surroundings, not rejecting, not grasping, not grasping to what is pleasant, not rejecting what is unpleasant.
So if you pay close attention, no matter what is happening, also at the same time there is this space within all the happenings, a space of tranquility. Some people connect with it through their sense of hearing as if they're hearing that silence, hearing that tranquility. For some people it's like a touch. Some might even smell it. So in whatever way you are palpably connected with that sense of tranquility, just keep going back to it, remembering it, perceiving it in the stream. same attitude, do not be attached to it, do not be, don't reject what is not it, but just simply stay continuing to perceive it, continuing to stay connected to it, without anxiety, without fear of losing it, without fear of being overwhelmed by it. Once you've gained some measure of familiarity with it, continuing to perceive it, continuing to stay connected with it, now come to sense your body. sensing the body, feeling the body, staying connected with that measure of tranquility, it begins to infuse your body, or you begin to be aware of that same element dwelling within your own body. color that somehow you feel you're perceiving the tranquility, you're seeing the tranquility. go to the different parts of your body, have a palpable perception of it, of that tranquility. 
see how it is pervading, pervasive. When you go to the legs, just feel that tranquility. And allow the natural intelligence of the body to guide you how best to place the body so you can be more aware of that tranquility. And make the physical adjustments, make the energetic adjustments, make the attitude, make the adjustments of attitude. And as you do so, Become aware of how your awareness of the tranquility is deepening, heightening, strengthening. And systematically move the arms and the rest of the body all the way to the crown of your head. until the tranquility itself become the body. So you're not just sitting with the body, you're sitting with tranquility. And this awareness bring that sense of tranquility to the breath. So bring your awareness of the breath without expecting tranquility to be there, without rejecting what's not there, without rejecting what is there, without attachment. Resting in that tranquility within the body Observe the breath. Until eventually there is a palpable, palpable experience of that tranquility now in connection with the breath. Stabilize it. Observe it for a few more breaths. still continue to experience pockets within the body or pockets within the breath dissolving, continuing 
continuing to dissolve into that tranquility, thereby enhancing the experience of it. You can keep going until everything is experienced within a field of tranquility so that you are no longer an object to be disturbed. Almost as if you are connected to the underlying tranquility that is within every object. Until there is a definite palpable experience of tranquility, now you can say without a doubt in the mind. And within this tranquility Bring your attention to the space in front of you. Again, recall that deep concern you had, that passionate concern. That intense aspiration for a resolution, for a final resolution. Holding on to this intense looking, aspiration, aspiring for a final resolution is like a broadcasting or a clearing. And you begin to be aware of the presence of your infallible guide, the infallible means through which you will resolve your concern. Feel the luminous presence of your infallible guide within space of tranquility. Sensing your infallible guy intensify 
your aspiration. The intensity of your aspiration makes the sense, the presence of your infallible guide much clearer. The measure of conviction much stronger. a steady conviction, a steady sense of the presence of your infallible guide, how this infallible presence will connect you to the resolution for your concern, express your reverence, express your gratitude, entrust yourself take refuge through the momentum, through this momentum, make a strong resolution to stay away, to no longer entertain the habits that are obstructing you. Habits of thinking, habits of relating with others, habits of speaking. Make an equally strong 
resolution to take on the habits that you need to help you achieve your goal. Habits of thinking, communicating, relating, strengthen your resolution. Let your conviction in your infallible guide strengthen your conviction. Feeling completely ready Feeling the momentum that you've built up up to this point You bring the presence of your infallible guide now to the crown of your head of your shining, brilliant, infallible guide above your head. Strengthen further your determination. Clarify your purpose. Strengthen your connection with tranquility. sense of complete openness. Be completely ready to let go of all preconceived ideas, preconceived sentiments of what is existence, what is non-existence, who you are, what you are.
and at your sincere concern to drive this openness. Almost as if making a last checkup of the provisions that you need for your journey. You need that capacity of yours that knows to be completely submerged in tranquility, to become incapable of being disturbed. readiness to enter fully into tranquility. Take all your senses and hear, smell, taste the tranquility embodied in your infallible guide above your head. perception, the very awareness of tranquility in this way, will every once in a while flash to your mind, places in your mind, places in your body that has not yet been touched by tranquility, points of tension, points of discomfort, so allow tranquility to infuse those places. Okay, take a snapshot. Be 
you were of all the elements that are present now in your state of pre preparedness. Slowly bring your attention to the physical breath. Be aware of its temperature, its weight, its sense of substance. And through that, become aware of the physical body. Its location, its sense of substance. should be comfortable already but if you just you weren't make yourself comfortable now <laughs> stretch your legs if you want to if you need to business. So you do know that right now we are at this, uh, what we call the third level, the third part. The first part was making a palpable connection with tranquility throughout your being, then infusing that tranquility with uh, purpose. And then from now on, holding on to these together, now you're going to dive into reality okay so we are now at the diving part into reality and a very important thing that you need to be able to make that dive is to let go of prejudice let go of preconceived preconceived ideas do not have expectation of what you're supposed to be uh, what you're supposed to encounter in terms of it's supposed to be like this it's supposed to be like that but be completely open, be completely ready for to be even surprised. Okay. And when you're reading thick book, books like this, that's supposed to be describing the true nature of reality, it doesn't really say, okay, now sit down, bring this to mind, and this will help you get to see reality. But rather, it goes rather into some sort of a dialogue where someone has already seen it and is trying to explain it to you. And then one person says, oh, this person said this. And then the, what the book is saying, oh, this person was wrong for thinking that this person said this when he was describing reality. He really meant this. And of course, someone else says, I'm sorry, you're, you're wrong and he's wrong also, but this is, how, this is what he meant. So it, it becomes just people trying to understand it, <laughs> what, someone, what someone saw. Okay, so such things as this, 
Here's uh, the one that everybody is trying to... Thank you. <laughs> Here's the one that almost everybody is trying to understand, someone who saw it and, it, and, and is explaining it, is the Lord Nagarjuna. Okay. And uh, this is the thing that I was trying to uh, point out la last time, and I don't know how well I was able to do that. Okay. So the reality... Uh, the reality, I, I explain it this way, the reality whose uh, true nature you're seeking is not something that exists somewhere else that you first have to find and then you have to look for its true nature. And then you might even feel the sense that you need uh, a different means of knowing that you, than you already have. The very means of knowing that you have, that's what you're going to use. And the reality whose uh, true nature you're seeking is a reality that you're already experiencing. Okay? And that true nature is not something that is completely, it's not like uh, it's completely, something, something completely divorced from, from your reality. It's already there. It's already present. It's the, what you're, the reality that you're experiencing is made possible only because of this underlying nature. So if you keep this in mind, then the sense of, of uh, what in psychology might be expressed as one in a sense of escapism. You will not have this experience of escapism. Okay? You're not trying to escape from reality. You're trying to dive into it, trying to um, be able to hold on to it. Okay? Right now, we, are, we have escaped from it, <laughs> you could say. <laughs> and we want to go back to reality. Okay? So here's uh, Nagarjuna. Uh, in one of his texts, is uh, try, uh, seeking to express uh, the relationship between what I'm referring to as the true nature of reality as ultimate or emptiness, suchness, and then the, our everyday experiences, the emotions that we have, the thoughts that we have, the things that we see, the objects that we come in contact with, that we relate with, the people, the, the landscapes, the environment, all these things. Okay? That's what is referred to as conventionalities. Okay? So conventionality is not something that exists in a book. It's your everyday experience. And the ultimate is not something that's in somebody else's mind. It's the very underlying nature of your everyday experiences. Okay? That's what you want to make connection with. Okay? So he says, suchness is not observed as a different entity from conventionalities. Okay. And conventionalities are described as emptiness. And just emptiness is pointed with respect to the conventional. So it seems like he's saying the same thing over and over again. Because of the definiteness that the one would not occur without the other, like product and impermanent things. Okay. So the thing you're supposed to get from this is almost as if I think, I'm not sure, uh, present, is it called theoretical physics now? Now there's guys who come up with those very seemingly brilliant things. Okay. Mm -hmm. the theoretical physics, right? Uh, so right now there's something about 
there's a field. And then that field, that very field itself, manifests as those many, many varied things, people, planets, universes. It's that same field itself. So in the same sense, you can consider that field to be emptiness. And the various emotions, the various uh, thoughts, the various uh, objects that we perceive, the, the universe, the stars, the constellations, all those are, but you could say they, they are uh, emptinesses themselves. They are emptiness themselves appearing in, in the, those ways. So that in a way, that's what he's saying. So emptiness, suchness, is not something that you will observe completely separate from your experiences, completely, completely separate from conventionalities. And conventionality itself, that's what is empty. And that very emptiness, that very uh, ultimate nature, it is that very thing that we, are, that we call conventional. It is that very thing that we, we, we call, that's an emotion, that's my thoughts, that's my, uh, that my perception, okay? That's the personal way, that's me. It's that very emptiness. Now, when you, when you read things like that, unfortunately, the mind has a bad habit of stamping what it perceives with a particular uh, uh, understanding or with a particular sense of conviction. And now, the meditation on emptiness is to sort of being aware of the, what, of the mind doing this and stop the mind from doing it. So while you're looking at your reality, while you're looking at your experience, while you're looking at uh, the sense of me, you, the part of the mind that mistakenly uh, believes it completely knows what, they, what it is, you have to make that go to sleep, so to speak. You have to be able to be aware of it and sort of take it away from, the, from perceiving, take it away from knowing, and then allow the sense of me to really appear without the prejudice, without the preconceived notions. Okay. Uh, so that's it's a cute little, little thing for your mind to sort of go over while you're trying to meditate. So go back to this. Okay. Uh, and I think perhaps I should finish the passage about the how the how the Buddhas perceive maybe not <laughs> maybe too much <laughs> yeah because uh, and the reason for where the reason for knowing this is more like uh, uh, someone presenting you trying to sell you something and you're trying to see whether or not it was just something that I really want and the only way for you to come to that conclusion is the person describes the qualities of it and say, oh yeah, this is the quality that I've been looking for. Okay. So since a Buddha is what you're going to end up being, so having an understanding of, of how a Buddha perceives will help you on your path to become the Buddha. Okay. So if I tell you, uh, if I describe Buddhahood with certain characteristics, and then in your search, you keep looking for those characteristics. If those characteristics are not really connected with Buddhahood, you will not end up with Buddhahood. 
That's, that's, that's the thing uh, I want you to, uh, to, to understand. And, and the reason that, that, I, that I specifically like to draw, uh, to, bring this, uh, to bring, bring this to your attention is because be trying to become a Buddha is not trying to escape. It's trying to engage, seeking to engage in an ultimate way, in an ultimate sense. And if somehow Buddhahood is presented to you as an escape, then you have to be, you have to be, you have to hesitate and say, wait a minute, I don't think this is the Buddhahood that I'm looking for. I'm not looking to escape. I'm looking to engage. And if, from the depth of your heart, what you really want is to escape, not to engage, and you're calling your escape Buddhahood, then you're mislabeling what, what's happening. If you're afraid of continuing to engage, then you're not looking for Buddhahood. You may call your escape, your, your wanting to escape Buddhahood, but it is not. Okay. Buddhahood means you're going to continue to spend eternity plus 75, I think. <laughs> 75 plus point, point 0.3, actually. <laughs> Continuing to engage reality of beings. Okay, so it's not seeking to escape the reality of beings. So it must have something about it, some components, some qualities about it, where your where this uh, engagement continues. This engagement takes place. So if Buddha would describe in a way where uh, you're no longer the way it's described there is no way that description is a description of an engagement then it cannot it may not be entirely uh, I'll be a bit un unbiased <laughs> it may not be entirely uh, the experience of, of Buddhahood okay so the Buddhas perceive conventionalities is conventionalities, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, a flaw in existence. If it is a flaw and the Buddha is a flawless being, then the Buddha cannot perceive conventionalities. If the Buddha does not perceive conventionalities, then what's the purpose of becoming a Buddha? Since being dwell in conventionalities. It's almost as if you spent your entire fortune to become something and, and, and the end product is not what you were expecting at all. And then that's it, you've lost your entire fortune. You spend all your spiritual energy, every single one of them, okay, to become a fully enlightened being. And once you become fully enlightened being, the purpose of being a fully enlightened being, you cannot do it because now there's no conventionalities for you to engage for eternity plus 75.3. <laughs> So perhaps instead of in our in our state holding on to a definitive conclusion as to what it is, what 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 the world what the universe of a Buddha is supposed to be like, rather than blissful and know everything. I mean, other than that, we don't really know, need to know anything else. But as far as how does the Buddha experience convention, the convention 
does the Buddha experience convention? As far as that, let's that just they just say, oh, it's a mystery. Now you're permitted to say that. Okay, <laughs> it's a mystery. Okay. All right. So you're gonna go back. We have time for meditation. Uh, and the and the by pointing out the mode of 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 perception of, of a Buddha, of enlightened being, is to be connected with your sense of purpose, your sense of your motivation. Okay. So go back, re-experience the sense of tranquility, let it permeate you as much as possible, bring up the sense of purpose, the sense of concern, and drop away just keep dropping away all preconceived ideas. And they believe me, they will come up. Okay. Uh, and just hold on to uh, hold on to the sense the the sense of I. The sense of the sense of me, as you are uh, allowing uh, uh, experiences to come up. Okay, don't grasp on any one of them. Don't reject any one of them. Okay. So really have a sense that you're diving. You're diving, and as you're diving, you're seeing different different kinds of fish. Okay. Some of them are luminous, some of them are very ugly, some of them are scary, some of them are attractive, you want to go follow them, don't, okay? Don't be scared, don't follow, just uh, continue to dive. Experience the, the vista of the dive. The vista of the dive will be, I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that, a bunch of I am this, I am that will come up, okay? Okay. And the trick of uh, what will speed up the dive is uh, intense curiosity to know the depth. What is at the bottom? Okay. Until you can't dive anymore, then keep going, keep diving. All right. So. Reconnect with the sense of tranquility in your environment, immediate environment. Let it be palpable. Then within the body, hear it, feel it, smell it. However it connects, you connect with it. Then with the breath, eventually with the mind, 
know already perhaps you might have a, already a sense of the diving taking place so stay in the traje trajectory of that diving empower this diving with your your sense of concern Feel the love and the compassion within that sense of concern propelling you. And remember your infallible guide at the crown of your head. You hear, you smell. There's a sense of touching. Every one of your senses picks up tranquility emerging from your infallible guide. Let the tranquility Let your motivation make the tranquility even deeper. Remember the sense of provisions for your journey. You need sense of knowing to dive completely into tranquility. of your infallible guide into your heart center and allow the true nature of reality to be perceived.
just look at the tranquility that you're experiencing. Be aware of what is absent. Striving. The delusion that you have to hurt someone. You have to harm someone. You have to protect yourself. Is gone. And let your compassion embrace those who are caught up in this delusion, thinking that in order for them to experience this sense of contentment, they have to protect something, they have to harm someone, they have to strive. And let your compassion give you the strong willingness to give them this is taste of tranquility. Make it a gift to them. make an alternate dedication. And slowly become aware of the physical properties of the breath again. And through the awareness of the physical properties of the breath, become aware of the physical body of your head to the soles of your feet. So as you're making this dive and you come up with something that seems to be a, a kind of a revelation, but it, you don't feel shaken by it, you don't feel uh, affected by it. When you realize that, then that's sort of like a sign that your tranquility is not, uh, you're not tranquil enough. So go to the tranquility dive deeper in the tranquility okay so that whenever you encounter even the smallest uh aspect of truth it should shake you in order for you to be shaken you have to be tranquil okay so if 
you don't feel shaken, then go to the tranquility, make it deeper. And then go back and taste that uh, truth again. All right? Thank you.